0: 25 years of Vampire the Masquerade presents Vampire the Requiem. Hey folks, welcome back to 25 Years Presents Requiem. Of course, I am, uh, as always, your host, Bob, accompanied by Brennan and DJ. Fellas, how are you? Really good. Hopped up on caffeine. I'm doing great. That's. The, I wish I was. I wish I was. All right. So... Uh a are going over-the-land chaos sanctum, or the land chaos sanctum, depending on how you want to say it. Um, it depends on how Catholic you want to get, I suppose. Um, that, that's what it's all about. Um, but other than the humor, these guys are rather dark. Can we, can we point, yeah. point this out in, in a simplistic fashion? I always wanted to talk about this cat Longinus, right? Now, Longinus, as they say it in the land took the spear of destiny, stabbed Christ and killed him. Why didn't that some bitch mm-hmm. become Cain and cursed for all time? Like, why does he get to skip it? I mean, Cain killed his <laughs> po-dung brother who sat off and was like, "All right, God, looks like I'll make a sacrifice." You know." And Cain said, "Yeah, me too. You didn't like the plants in, that I brought you and the cucumber, and uh, hey, uh, pretty lights, look at the pretty birds. Look at whack, my brother. Is it good? And God was like, son of a, for all time, you should walk the, right? That's what we got. (laughs) But then here's the son of God. Here's Jesus, right? We know him. We don't need to introduce him to anybody. And he comes down and all that stuff happens. like, nail him to the cross, crown of thorns. Work work that, You know, how many days is he up there? Here's Longinus serving a shift. Just a centurion serving a shift. He's like, oh, you want to act like Christ was the only one up there. It was him and like 80 other people on the Roman road of don't fuck with us. Right? And so he's coming around going, Uh all right. Whose turn is it? Well, we flip the coin just like we did in Gaul. Uh, heads is you, tails of the weird scratch is me. And uh, so far, though, I'm winning our bet. You've had to stab far more people than me. Ah, but your luck's changing. Flip <laughs> or it's not. And he walks up to Wiggling Christ. He goes, Hey, isn't this the Jew guy? It's like, Yeah, yeah. well, he's got to be dead. He's been up here the longest, right? All beaten to crap and bloody. It's terrible. Yeah, go ahead mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> right? And then, oh my God! Like like a single blood drop, it lands on him, right? And just oh, lightning hits yep. him as he knows the divine is real, and forevermore he is cursed. And I sat here and said, "What a badass intro compared to Kane." It, it is,
1: uh huh, yeah. That, that Kane Kane's thing always was like, you know, he he was the first murderer of humans, but they were killing things before then, right? Yeah. Otherwise. Abel wouldn't be able to make sacrifices, but you, when you like frame it as that, his, this man's sin was not even the the first sin, but to kill the son of God himself, like does, that carries weight. It, it does weight. for
2: this reason as well. Like you know, they they mentioned that Longinus, especially when he was taking a look at at Jesus being nailed, he didn't know if he was alive or dead, so he did what any other kid would, right? Like especially like if you're <laughs> out camping, it's like mm-hmm. it might be a dead animal, animal, it might not, and then you poke the dead animal. There's no reason. There's no callous reason to to go ahead and poke something. But it was his free will as well, some would argue, and then there's also some that would say it's predestined that he would do such a thing. And just because he was that damnable of a person, which we'll get into <laughs> later on, he just decided, you know what, why not? And uh, just further proves, you know, his, his damnation, his purpose, the divinity of why he was chosen uh, to become what he did.
0: And I heard this up and down the board, right? We talk about what a bastard Longinus was, and like, do we understand him was Rome? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying people throw decadence at Rome and saying they were all that way. It's not true. They were the winning, conquering people, period. End of discussion. They had writing of all types. They had from one end of the world to the known world to the other. It was Rome or you were done, right? That's just how it was. When you're winning, you don't have time to look at losers. Okay? It's that simple. That's that's the that's real true. reason we don't like Rome <laughs> is because they had that mentality. I don't believe in that mentality. Right, I don't think of people as black and white now. There's a lot of gray. But to Rome, it was either Roman or you're serving me wine. Which do you prefer? Right, that's Mm -hmm. that's kind of the mindset. And so when you also learned that the only way to gain up in Rome is you had to earn it. Right, it wasn't just a well. I guess for some people you could buy your way if your family was like that. But usually your run of the muck soldier would do that. So I imagine when we tell you, oh look, it's your tenth campaign away from home. There's no such thing as you served your time and go back. As long as we could pay you, you're out doing service until we tell you you're done. Welcome to serving Rome. Mm-hmm. That's why soldiers were dreaming of farms. That's backbreaking labor. You would think at the end of all that warring, they earned the right to go and be lazy. You know, you no, no, you you give me farmland that has olives on it that I can sell and has a working crew and my own slaves. That's what I earned. Yeah, no, nah, you just get the plot of land and the money to buy it. That's really it. So this is an interesting thing. Why it's important is because all that actually tethers and ties into what the is Sanctum try to pour into you, right? We're talking. Do they not hammer home a humble means for a vampire in Requiem?
1: They do. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Uh, in a, a vampire humility, right? Uh, I say that because they um they don't really even. I think when people are used to playing these games, they they think of the more like political ones where you gather like resources, right, or you gather things. And while the Lankea certainly works on getting influence uh, just as much as everyone else, they take a much more like hearts and minds approach and they focus more on leaving less. Well, they, they try to gather up their power by like um, <laughs> focusing more on people themselves rather than like physical things hmm. used to influence. So them.
0: what would you say that this cult's purpose is then, DJ? I mean, becoming a vampire in an interesting origin story is great, but what how does a cult? Or let's take it back. How is it uh, the... I, I don't see it as anything else. I feel it's, it's a covenant, sure.
1: Well, what's the difference between a cult and a religion? Yeah, you but see, that, here's right? the thing.
0: Circle the Crone, Carthians, right? Those, these are all cults. These are all secretive groups with their own handshake and their own way of being. But we call them covenants because it's a cool term that makes them less mm-hmm. creepy.
2: We do. And you know what? This is something that was also mentioned in our review of the, um, the core book itself, or rather of uh, you know, the Requiem. Is that it does mention that covenants are religious to a degree. You need to bind yourself onto something in order to exist within your requiem. It just happens to be that you know Lenkeia is very overt <laughs> in their way because they do end up looking like they're religious. Why it's important and why they're successful as a covenant? <clears throat> apologies there is because they give meaning to your requiem. Any other one of the covenants that does exist has something very temporal to it. You could be successful in the Invictus shirt, sure, no problem, but it still. Well, doesn't let's fit cut in them order. out of
0: it, man. Let's cut them out of it. I'm saying Lankia. What's, what's the point of them? Like, I get it, DJ. You're going through a very nice thing. We're not being nice. This is the Lankea podcast. What is the point of them, right? Where does their shtick pitch us, right? And that regard, going by pitch, what if you were a member of Lankea Sanctum? What would be my going reason to join or to even hear you out? Why come to a black mass, if you will? By meaning in your own death. It, it ain't got to be for nothing. What's their meaning?
1: Right? All of them have meanings, but what is the language? it's were is?
2: made for a purpose. You exist for a purpose. It's not just empty. You are here to go ahead and uh, put these mortals through the ringer because they're divine just as much as you're divine. God didn't smite you. God didn't cast you out like the devil, right? Didn't send you to hell. He let you exist. He let you go ahead and de- exist in this world to do his work, which is to, to bring and shepherd the flock to the right side. And hopefully at the end of all of this, when you're done doing your deed, your mission unto God, there's a chance of redemption. At that point, now it's your turn to go ahead and have the opportunity to, to flock on up and ascend.
1: There is a, um, there's this show called Penny Dreadful, and it has a title for a character that I love to apply to the Lankeia, and it's called the Lupus Day because they are the, like, beasts of God. That is their purpose, and that, that more than anything else, is why the Lankea is my favorite covenant. Because, like, once you get right down to it, they don't, uh, they don't reject what they are. They embrace that they're here for a reason. Right? So.
0: Why we're gonna put pause here is Lupus is day. Good point, Brennan. I like it. I even like what DJ said, it gives him a purpose. So too the Sabbats say the same thing when you look at nihilists. Mm-hmm. Right? They say the same thing. It's true. We're demons here, so we should punish everyone. Same element right here. Where it differs is that the depth is given one. I like it's a choice. It's a very hard argument to beat. We told you we come from Longinus, who did what he did, and we were cursed by God, not because God said it, but simply because we are. I never heard anything about angels, Mm -hmm. at least not yet, coming down and saying, Longinus, you screwed the pooch. Welcome to what this is. It's like a realization of the divine that he had done a wrong and the weight of it came through. it. Like, it's called the Spear of Destiny for a reason. Was he aware that that was the Spear of Destiny was what I like, right? A lot of times, especially in, in Christian stories, these items they have are of great importance, unbeknownst to the person wielding them. Right. So the thing is, were they important mm-hmm. before or after? And the assumption after, but why? The point of the divine. It's like a wind from God made it so the fate has deemed it, then it's important. Ergo, to let's say if I were a priest of uh, a sanctum and I had my own place, the true meaning of them all is that God willed it so. You're not here before me to hear the word of God. It's not my job to convince you. It's not your job to convince yourself. It's whether or not you realize the purpose and accept. The path God has put you on. That's why you're talking to me now. Whether you stay in here or or choose to leave, that's your own path. And as difficult as it may be, Job, too, had his own conflict, did he not? But in the end, Job did believe, mm-hmm. didn't he? And that's the purpose. Have a good night. Over and out. It's a evil thing is what I'm talking about. To have an argument that's so good, there's no wrong answer on a side of it. Because if you're a person to turn around and go, I'm atheist, man, I don't believe in any of that. No, what you are is a quitter. You're someone that won't even entertain the idea because it terrifies you that it could be true. Now, I'm not saying all atheists are that way. Remember, we're talking the fictitious world. I want to make that distinction. But if you're a vampire, I'm a vampire, but I'm like, Kay and you're not. That's a strong argument. Because why are you a vampire then? And where did that come from? And if your answer is spooky wisdom, strange woman in the woods, I was jumped and now I am. I don't need a reason, (laughs) right? Uh, Sure. But I'm going to stand here with a smirk and, and let you know that our church is always open every night for you to come in and find your way no matter where the requiem finds you and i offer no resistance and you leave that's great but brentron's talking about lupus day now i wonder i wonder why we're bringing that up now we're just saying the relation to the show that savagery of religion Uh comes about for what reason now that's what i want to get into because longinus is one thing dj you said he's a wicked guy How,
2: how is that he was wicked by uh I guess by a narrator's standpoint, right? Because as you were mentioning earlier, maybe Romans were doing what they were doing. Uh to Longinus, he uh he didn't care much for his mother, who he considered a harlot, or apparently was written as one. He defiled her at one point and said, This is all you're really good for Um, had his way with his companions on the side. He schemed his way up to Pontius Pilate's uh, right arm, um, after having sold everyone else out before him. And um as was written Maybe he was just being Roman, but as uh, you take a look at it from the pers- from perspective, I guess, of someone who is quote-unquote pious, or someone who's taking a look at it to see whether or not they fit into this baseline of morality, it-, it seemed like he was far off the res. And I guess that's just to point out what the purpose would be of, of uh, his overall, you know, destiny at one point.
0: So let's put it this way. Let's look at this another way. Let's say Longinus was a holy Roman warrior. What if he had come back from Gaul, and he alone brought back the standard and saved the Ninth Legion single-handedly? He's a vaunted hero. He has but one wife and they've never bedded because he refused to touch her when he could not protect her. And he didn't want her to pine for him if he could not be there with him. But she re- refused to let such a man go and married him accordingly, but was strong enough to maintain an estate on her own without him being there as his partner. Unheard of. Right. This is a thing that happened, but she should have had at least lovers or something not untouched Romance story of the ages. Longinus comes back and the emperor says, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm Pontius Pilate. This guy, Jesus, man, he's a headache. Um, listen, nobody else wants to touch him because apparently, apparently around the 19th time he started crying. Uh, he was forgiving people. and They were sick and they're not anymore. And this lady who was like 70 and, you know, every day of her life, her back was broken. They treat her like a disease thing. Uh, Jesus apparently shed a tear for her. And accordingly, she's not walking upright, perfectly healed and got 30 years back. She's like 20 years old walking around. I'm probably going to hire her as a flower girl. And uh, like these are stories that are being thrown out. I don't want to go near that. That just sounds like more of a hype. Can you just take this spear wherever it came from? I don't even know where it came from. Just take it. and Just go stab the guy and end him. And Lon just hears the story and refuses, throws the spear down. And then that Emperor Pontius has him stabbed with it. You wouldn't do it. I execute with it. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he come back as an immortal then? I'll tell you why. It's not a good story. It's not a good story because <laughs> it completely still has Jesus in it. That element's there. It has Long just being a good guy. But, you know, that's not really how religions are built. Religions come from strife. They come from an anguish you can understand. They come from you being able to relate to that story. Now, I'm not saying people pine to run around and, and shame their mother for being any some type of way, but who here listening wants their mother to be a whore as a profession? Can you think of anything worse to know that that's what your mom did? Yep. Now, if you're really, me, I don't care. I don't, I don't see that when we're, yeah, it's my mother. What really? do I care what she had to do to keep me alive? It's my mother. She made her life choices. That's her life. I still love her. I'm still going to see her when I can, you know, as I do. I'm still going to call her when I'm going to treat her any worse, right? That's me, but I'm not back in Roman era, right? You're I'm also not trying to build a religion. But to me, the worst thing that people could mm-hmm. see is mother <laughs> is sacred to people right? How dare my mom be a person and have flaws and be relatable, right? That's not a good story. Therefore, the mother had to be the most dirty thing around and, oh, longinous, blah, 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 because how much worse is he for pooping all over his mom, right? I think you said DJ had had her sleep with his friends on the side or whatever. Up to and including himself,
2: but yeah, he uh, right? He was that dude. Yes.
0: Let's Let's add all that in. I can't think of a more despicable person right? So what they're highlighting is not just anyone do vampires descend from. No matter what you did, no matter what sin you had, he did it worse. No matter what you had going on, no matter how bad you think life has gotten in your workroom has been, and no matter what you will ever do, Longinus has done worse. And he is finding redemption through God, through us, the Linkeus Sanctum. We're your sanctuary. We understand Mm -hmm. that sin is a part of what you are. And we have the message too. Well, now that we have that, we have a means and a reason to bring people in and fill the pews and understand our plight and what's going on. However, how is still a thing, right? When I think of them and I see them in them how they're portrayed in this book, they're a dominant organized force that doesn't have to apologize mm-hmm. for shit. I look at Chicago. I look at Solomon Birch, who will always be the card carrying member for me of what the, lang- the Lance is and what he does with his serpents, right? What is it, a golden mask with hooks to like put in his own face when he puts that mask on to affirm it? Right? Because through pain and bloodshed, Mm -hmm. we're closer to the unity of what the spirit of Longinus and Christ went through, right? And I'm just adding to the character that's already been written because it's a powerful imagery. Uh, One of the rites is to use your own blood to turn to a whip, to whip somebody as a punishment. It might be a chastisement. He might do it just to himself. Why? None are without sin. Everyone has to atone for something or you still wouldn't be here in the Requiem. Once you have that imagery, the next piece of the puzzle, folks is to what depth of manipulation do you own your congregation? This book reads like a toolkit for how to manage a cult through religious practice.
1: I mean, that's true, right? That is a, a large function of what the, the Lankaya do, right? If, they, if it wasn't, they would just have the ideology, right, and missionaries. But no, they have a high, a high hierarchical structure of priests Lay priests, coterie priests, and then of course your bishops and archbishop, cardinal, whatever, all the way to the top, right? So that is um that that manipulation, that control, uh that we we see if you watch like the Borges or anything like that from like way back in the time of the Catholic Church. That is a huge theme of the Lankea. It is not just spreading the the what would you call it? I'd call it the dark word. <laughs> right not the good word <laughs> but whatever you're your missionaries you're you're spreading your dark word but that's only that's only half the battle right cuz once you've spread it out you've got to control that message and those that have accepted that's
0: the, it. that's a it's a dangerous side of uh of what this game presents mm-hmm. you're playing with fire when you realize what the, what this group is absolutely well, and here's where it comes from this 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 whole group uh plays the the recruit for anyone looking for a fanatic for a real fanatic to take it too far and they would want you for all the reasons that would be there, but also for the person hiding out from an edict they don't want to accept. And he's the strength of the order uh, to, to or the of the of sanctum, the covenant uh, to hide what they've done. That would have made an agreement with it with a dark priest to make this come come about. You know what I mean? This is so fun to look at this book. And it's so easy to read it and go, ah, eh, they're a little dark, but it's basically the Catholic Church. And, you know, that's what the about evolved to.
1: Oh, I. Right. That's such a I feel as though that's a huge disservice to, to the Lankaya to like boil it down to that. Although, yeah, I've heard that a lot, too.
0: Mm. And but let's define that. Let's let's fight that a little bit. Like, it's one thing to tell everybody what's in this book. Guess what, folks? Buy it. We're giving <laughs> to review and we're talking about it. But go freaking buy it. Right. Let's just get to the point. You want to know what's all in? Sure, we'll touch on it. But we're not going to go page by page, chapter by chapter. Mm-hmm. i got you guys on here to talk about this with me. And you're doing a great job, I'm not saying you're not, but I want folks to be on the same page. If you're like, oh, I'll get back to that point. Oh, Bob, you met. Yeah, we did. Message us. We'll, we'll help you out. We'll get into it for we'll further discussion. But for everyone listening, I like to always bring this to a discussion point because you heard us talk about what says. You know what this cult's about. And by the way, the Catholic Church is real. Look up a history book. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff in this was done, right? They obviously color it, but the point of origin definitely has a flavor to it. And it's, uh, it's well-written to do that without being uh, insulting in my opinion. Uh, but why? Right. When you think of such powerful covenants that you already have, right? The Carthians, everyone is everyone. Cause we miss the Bruja. All right. Check. All right. What's over here. Ah, it's the circle of the crone. We don't know much about them yet. Like we talked about them briefly, but they're very malleable. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of wild element to it. And that's on purpose as I'm told, but when you get to link, they're, they're deliberately stable. And violent when pushed. Yes. Seems their only rivals, the Invictus, and that's because they allow their belief of what they're supposed to be doing to shackle them, mm-hmm. to not become what the Invictus is. Now, is that a callback to Rome in terms of there were the senators that ruled and there were the commanders, which would be the Lancia Sanctum, that merely followed out of a sense of duty? Because I get a strong feel that if I were a centurion in Rome, Lancia Sanctum is where I'd be. But if I were a senator, I'd be in the Invictus paying these guys not to kill me. Kill my enemies, please.
1: I didn't, I, I don't actually see that. Um, not in the whole time I've been reading what I've to, to carry that Roman metaphor forward, though. I've seen them as well, like the the priests, right? The augurs, right? They would be something that is separate, certainly not the ones running the show it, when it comes down to it. But, um, I, I think it's always going to be different anytime they interact in different places, right? Because there's no you you'll see in different parts of this book and in later sources where they talk about how the overall the Lancaea and the Invictus get on better than anyone else, but that's just like a generality. It's not true every time because when you get down to it, none of these ideologies that these covenants have are really compatible. It's just that in most in some situations the Lankea and the and the Invictus can be parallel, but at some point it's going to come to a head where they disagree in their strike there. And then, of course, in a society of predators, someone's going to have to be on top. It's just what it boils down to.
2: But I think that's where the Linkeo are able to get away with being as good as they are and being as populous as a covenant and stable, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's a symbiotic relationship between them and the Invictus. You want to rule people? Cool. We're not about you ruling mortals because that's not our issue. Our issue or our goal is the salvation of the kindred soul. You take care of them, we'll take care of you. Right. Cool, cool. We have a flock behind us, no worries. So that's why they're able to kind of just piggyback off of that symbiotic Mm -hmm. relationship and not have to come into too much conflict. Not to say there isn't, because obviously we love the conversations between Chicago, of course, being as awesome as it is, Maxwell and and Solomon's relationship, right? So you obviously see that there is a strife between them, and there's always towing the line of, you know, who's in control of it. But overall, um, that relationship just proves of how the cunning... (laughs) The, the cutting of the Linkea is to be able to survive as long as he did because it wasn't always that way we know that early on much like especially since it's mimicking you know some aspect of Christianity they were too small
0: too nascent of a group they're gonna get wiped out at one point or another they gotta make friends quick right right and but how'd that happen like I'm curious about that why were they too small wiped out quick if they were deemed by Longinus how they how they start up and keep it alive so they kept it alive by
2: First, he tried spreading the word a couple of times, like, hey, we got to get this going. This is what we believe. He, you know, there were mart- there were actually, uh, after Longinus had embraced, had finally embraced, and even that is debatable. available uh, monarchist, they had converted other, like, five other apostles, for lack of a better term, and sent them off in their missionary ways. And all of them had come back, either dead or, or gone. And the reason why is because this is brand new. It's like me going, hey, Brandon, have you heard the good word of Longinus yet? Longa who? <laughs> get out of here.
0: <laughs>
2: get out of here. like And then Rome is like, we already had one Jesus. We don't got to deal with this shit anymore, right? So you're taking a look at it from a kindred perspective. Why do I have to listen to this as well? Nah, get out of here. They ran, right? And then this is where it kind of pushes them over to Thebes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's at that point in time, right, when it becomes. Why did they end up surviving? Awesome, because they made it over to Thebes. They stumbled across some catacombs. An angel by the name of Amaniel, or so the story goes, because it's always fascinating that way had presented them scrolls, miracles, allowed them to read the hieroglyphics that were there so that they gained, you know, access to even
0: Now, I'm just saying, that's one of my favorite parts about this book. Absolutely. There's a, there's a, it diverts, right? Yep. It tells you, Catholic beginning. This sounds great. Then it switches and says, you need to wear the magic underwear in your head in order to decipher the holy discs that are actually we're showing to you. Why? An angel had them in a box outside in the woods. Only I can read it. Why do we only get to keep one wife again? I'm just saying there's there's ways. I see the look of distaste at your face, Bradshaw, but I'm pointing out that there's there are aspects of religion in here. They straight stole. Uh,
1: I got a very Old Testament feeling, right? Like God descends from the mountaintop to hand them the tablets. That's how that's the feeling I got when I was reading about the the angel descending from heaven to gift them with Theban sorcery.
2: But you're not wrong in that. You're totally not wrong because it works. It, it's, it does. It's proven mortals <laughs> prove this before, and you know it. And that's the reason why it works so well to do it because that's also one of the traditions, right? You don't. You don't just read deep in sorcery. It's handed down to you. If the angel, the mamiel, came and handed it down to the first, you know. Uh, member of Linkia Sanctum, they too hand over this over to someone they find worthy. So it's a tradition. It's also a matter of control, folks. But we all talked about that before. <laughs> Still, it's a it's a thing, right? So that that's the reason why it works as well as it does.
0: I think it's a discomfort point too for a lot of folks. I think the pull from Linkia Sanctum, like well, a lot of people, when when they play Reckon, don't pick Linkia.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: There's like a there's like an exit mm. stage left because they immediately hear Catholic and whatever and uh, all sorts of religion, like they're like oppressed by religion. Is is a the thing they get, but we're gonna miss an element if we do that, right? Mm-hmm. I understand the origins are questionable, but so's a lot that you read out of the Bible itself, right? But any priest will tell you the Bible is meant to be parable. Mm-hmm. It teaches a lesson. That's what it is there's a message delivered from these stories by word of mouth written down. And the books are written by men. So let's be logical. It's 2021. We can get behind the mindset of that that if they're there to teach a lesson, this is what we have. Is the message bad? What's the link here Sanctum really saying? Despite the origin, they're saying you, a vampire, can choose to be a force of good
1: by doing what again? By doing evil, Bob, because that is why you were made and put here. So, we're really taking a <laughs> look at this, right?
0: So, if evil is good, then if you get yourself a piece of evil ass, good lord, is it good? Is that what we're saying? That's the message, that's the sermon. This is Eddie Murphy. Right? I was about to say from, from vampire in Brooklyn. Our,
2: the vampire in Brooklyn. Evil is, is
0: good. <laughs> Evil is good. That's it. See, you're 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 your shock, Brentron. You're getting where this, this comes from. What you feel it? Now nah, I'm clowning. I don't it's not even knowing what point one was let out than the other. I don't even know. But what I'm saying is it's the exact sermon that that guy had. Why was it comical and Eddie Murphy? Why is it stick in your head? Well, not just because of the humor and the characters he was playing, but the message isn't wrong. I want you to think of this. We're telling you that to be so repressed, to hold it in, you're more, li- you're more likely to erupt at a time when it would do more harm than anything else. And what they're saying is if you're a vampire and you feel urges, you are meant to feel those urges. And because it, it helps you, what else? what other purpose would there be to have a vampire around if it wasn't to do what you do? You are permitted because God doesn't stop mm-hmm. you from doing what you're doing. Therefore, what you're doing is fine. However, you also possess free will to understand. Should you do it to such excess? Should you go so far? And that is up to the individual vampire. And that is the point of your requiem. And that's, that's Linkaea's chiseled in, really, the message they have going on. Is rein thyself in. However, accept thyself for what you are. Mm-hmm. That's when it's most powerful. That's what I took from this book. It's, it's saying that. Oh, it's colored very pretty. So very pretty. All the roses and rainbows and that. It's so delicious. Um, one of the things I like is uh, the, the fact of somebody being a flagellant. Yes. Beating themselves to get the evil out. Knowing it's going to make them hungry. Knowing it's going to drive them to a point. How do they resolve that when they frenzy and kill someone? Do they resolve it?
1: It's a good question. There's a couple of different ways a uh, Lane KM can look at that, right? It I frenzied after doing this like this this pious act. So this must have been the the uh, fate of like God had in store, or this is yet another sin that I have to to do penance for, and thus the cycle begins again.
0: Or when I do this and forgive my sins, it's because I have a captured serial killer sitting in the room.
1: Uh, or that too.
0: Why? Because I'm orderly and that damn good. <laughs> um, <you're>, <laughs> <laughs> right? Said, it's not wrong. a sin if I swim through you. That's. <laughs> <laughs> right god isn't god supposed to forgive me too not tonight <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: well we'll figure out if he stops me
0: <laughs> right hopefully i'm not that hungry maybe it was uh, you know one tourist away how can i resist they're so plump right who knows what he's going through but he's gonna punish himself and he's getting at you when he's done why i love it is because when you think of vampire right and that classic phrase monsters we are less monsters we become right it's a great thing um, for me, that's how I encountered a quote. I know it's a famous one, but that's in the game purposes is where I encountered it. And that's where it held me. And I, I enjoy the fact that Ruckman brought it back and brought a covenant to that very aspect that there is no peace for you in the Lane of Sanctum. Mm. That's that's what I need everyone to know. Like, There's there's no black and white. You're ever going to be dancing in this circle trying to uh, forgive yourself because you're going to do stuff. And, but if it's what you meant to do, yet it's so against everything else, that makes it a wonderful thing. But what sort of rights are there what sort of purpose is there to stop you from doing this right so if i'm coming to you every night we're a congregation and both of you are my priest and i'm telling you hey um like i just got done saying i just said a serial killer before that it was a tour bus i'm getting out of control i just beat myself for like three days got hungry did what i did it, help me how do i how do i slow this up penance you gotta confess your sins maybe there's something you're hiding
2: inside bob maybe you just Maybe you're not looking at this the right way and there's something deeply seated. Just confess it all. If there's something wrong. Let me know what it is and get it out. And then I'll be able so they to correct con- you.
0: They have confession as a point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So they throw that in. Is there uh, in this confession? Because it's vampiric and fun to talk about at this point. I go tell you what I did. And then what happens? Time for penance. Right, go back out.
2: Do more. In fact, it also pairs up very well with the Midnight Mass, because what ends up happening there is, of course, it's what you typically anticipate from a mass being, but whenever the priest gets to a sermon, his sermon is usually 20 minutes of just telling his congregation, y'all fucked up, here's <laughs> how you can do better. We could have done better today, you, you as a vampire had the opportunity to do something, but I saw you crying at a loved one's thing. You are not mortal anymore, why are you shedding tears? Get rid of those tears, you are, you are kindred, you are vampire, be that. Be that. Be the best self you could be
0: right now. Understand that in yourself, Bob. Go forth. Go forth. <laughs> so it's a, it's an uplifting experience. Is that all we got though? Kind words and a hand in the shoulder of understanding, and then that's enough?
1: No, certainly, certainly not enough. If there's uh if there's like an explanation for the the penance of the acts they do, it's not simply just tearing through people. Right? There is um one of the one of the comparisons I love to make with the Lankaya is that they are the serpents in the Garden of Eden, or they're the devil that tormented Job. They're not straight up there to kill and just do as they will. Temptation of mortals is a part of it, right? To manipulate them and try to make them sin, to fall into that. And then punishment can come. Or occasionally, maybe, some of them actually are able to withstand that temptation, right? Then you find those actual, pure, virtuous people.
0: And it's, and it's on to the, to the point of what they're saying, right? We're meant here to do the tempting. Mm-hmm. Um, why, though? Why is that seen as something that would, like, if I, why would, wouldn't these guys be chased out of a domain? I mean, it makes sense. They're going to they're gonna be here to mess with mortals for, what, to the end of time? If you let them? Here's the true fact. You're a vampire. If you can't, if you can't seduce someone out of their knickers mm-hmm. to get them into your home for a tasty bite and a romantic dress, you're just not worth your weight. Or terrify them down an alleyway to club them or uh, to trick them, or however else you might hunt. I'm just trying to go through the common tropes <laughs> and uh, make that make a that way. And what are you doing? right? So naturally, you could do that. But now you're going to take them and twist them on purpose, because you see that you're here for that sin. Why and how would I be able to control that? I'm this dark priest. You guys are coming in to tell me what you did. Aren't you just in there bragging? Why is it a confession? Wouldn't it just be bragging at a point?
1: Well, is that something you would even confess if that's what you're supposed to do would your confession be i went out and i lost control of my my hunger and that's when i slaughtered a club full of people not because i was there doing my holy duty but because i failed to lose control of myself
0: well don't lose my point don't okay. get caught up in point counterpoint when i'm literally trying to get a deeper understanding because this book doesn't just say you know you guys could do bad shit come in here and oops sorry slapping a wrist you leave otherwise this wouldn't have sold mm-hmm Right? That that book's lame is a guest, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, but that's where we get to the point where the purpose of uh, the reason why it is confession is because that you're right, that is bragging. What it's doing, though, is pointing out that you're forgetting your purpose. Your purpose is to be there as a tempter, not as a slaughterer, not to kill for fun, not because they're your chew toys, uh, not for any other reason than for the fact that you have to go ahead and give the word of God to those mortals. And you are the tool to do so. There are many other tools, and that's for any other person and, and any other aspect of the cycle however your purpose as mandated by god is to tempt them and to push them to the limit to find out who's worthy and who's not in two fashions one who's the worthy mortal and potentially who's just dastardly enough that might even potentially deserve an embrace to become that tool to further on that goal that god had set forth
0: and well said now that makes sense it's a recruitment tool number one because later on down the road who's the worst mortal that's what we want to add right that's that's longest material the second, well, cause it, 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 verifies your story, origin to origin, right? Just like you said, Brent, about the angel giving up them mm-hmm. and that's what we give it. Okay. Makes sense. Well, now we got, we're going to pick the right one. But the other half is, is that if you're a dark person going out and corrupting these people, it's all to whip up and find the diamonds in the rough. We really ain't got nothing to do with the fact of how, how dark you are. Who cares, right? You're already here, right? It's as if there is no forgiveness <laughs> is what I'm giving, getting at. If you're, if you're damned, you're already damned, enjoy your Requiem because it doesn't end. Mm-hmm. This is forever. And that's a...
1: This ride doesn't it's, stop. It's an
0: interesting point. So I get, I really do get the, the, the aspect of confession meets, sure, this guy now has to go around and uh, do a penance. But the penance now seems even more sadistic than it was before. And I'll tell you why. I keep smiling at the fact of being a dark priest in the covenant. Mm-hmm. Does that not rest the power solely in your hands? Brennan, you can't do a thing to me. Not a thing. You come to me to hear my confession, and I control just how bad your penance is going to be. It's all subject to how you've been performing for the Lane care. Forget the religious aspect. What if you look a right jerk in front of the prince at court who's Invictus and sullied our name, doing some other thing for some other covenant, getting involved in nonsense? You're going to come to confession and say, you know, I stepped in a crack. I hope my mom forgives me. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's used to say something like, well, she would. Well, as soon as you grab that ring of your mother's out of the hot hole, I've been sitting here slowly melting. If you're not quick enough, uh, it's red hot. You got to grab it and put it on and I'll know you're sorry. And we could keep this going. What? Master your fear as you pull out a red whip of death uh-huh. and understand that every hesitation moment, I'm going to whip you once. You will get that evil out of you in atonement. Wait a minute. I thought the point was for me to be evil. Yes, but now I must be the evil I am. So that you know that you are supposed to be helping others find that evil that they are, so that we can get rid of it and remove them from mortal society. Which is all a lie. What it really is is the example I'm making out of you establishes the control I alone have in my domain over the covenant. makes a Makes a lot more sense It's a more powerful story to me, at least. And now I and now I get it. Right now, now I can see what the uh, the land kid does uh, in a lot of ways. But for fun. This is requiem. What is Steppen And sorcerer. I mean, go ahead and get mechanical if you like. But generally, what sort of cool powers does does this give? Is it just like wishes?
1: This is just wishes. Uh, we we kind of talked about this before in the core book, right? But this is um this is this is like it's called blood sorcery, right? There's actually no blood involved with it. There are offerings, right? And I mean, Old Testament offerings of of animals or things. Well, not even animals, but really like things to show uh, a commitment and a large chunk of it is the willpower of the caster of the, of the, um, even sorcerer. Right. And it's always, it's very straightforward in a very biblical way. Like this is what will happen. There's no, God gives you what you, what you need, not what you want. It's, there's a, a straight up like ask for situation, right? Which by itself, I think it might be like kind of a weird explanation, but when you compare it to other blood sorcerers out there, it actually makes sense and it makes it stand apart. Also, another important part that we mentioned before, how thievan sorcery differs from other blood sorcery is you don't make it. You don't. You discover it, right? Or it's handed down to you from on high. There is no thievan sorcery out there that is creating new rituals. There are only thieven sorcerers that discover and study and learn. And so now we've reestablished the mysticism
0: of even sorcery, mm-hmm. because what is it if it's not blood-based? It's simply the will of the person who was pra- who practices it, who was shown how to do this from someone who possessed it. Follow the man mm-hmm. somewhere down the line. Someone powerful decided to give up a secret and then taught how to reproduce it. Okay, powerful story, maybe not so much BS, right? Where did they learn it? You say an angel. How can I say it wrong? Look at what it takes. But then in that regard, that's it. That's all the the cool. Anything that the Lankaya does, we I mean, join the church, it's a social political thing. There's no other, what other powers could I expect to come out of here that are worth anything?
2: I mean, if it's not temporal power, that's the other offering of it, right?
0: Well, are you well, looking tete- at- Well, temporal is easy. That's easy. I think we could see how one can gain through the ranks, but I mean, hit me with it. Like some other folks get Kruak and that's pretty awesome. I mean, uh, that's a, uh, I'll put it to this. If I'm selling it, man, and I'm taking a look at it, it's,
2: it's divinely mandated. It's your faith. Your, your faith is the reason why you joined up in the first place, and Theban Sorcery is just a, uh, a reinforcement of that faith. Whereas, like, Kruak is something that is normally, and as the, the, the Acolytes mentioned it from the, uh, the Circle, it's their, their willingness to understand wisdom and push themselves through certain things while calling upon their blood. This isn't from the blood, as, as Brendan was mentioning it. This also isn't your ability to study certain things the way that the, 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 the Ordo do it. This was literally handed to you by God. Somewhere down the line, the mysticism comes in the fact that an angel taught this to to other kindred. Kindred are now teaching it to you. This is real. God is real. If God is real and you have a piece of that thieving sorcery, that just makes you that much more of a chosen to go ahead and do what you have to do. I think if you were getting motivated and you were being taught this, this is, I, I don't know, that'd be motivation enough for me. I get to get a piece of that pie. I get that much closer to God that I have the opportunity to learn this type of sorcery. Hell yeah, I'd be able to do it.
0: All right. I'm convinced. Um, I think that's a strong, strong enough point there. Like you have an official covenant that's based solely on its ability to religiously control one another, but it's so obviously vampiric, right? It's overtly so uh, enough to be the sole reason that it that stands on its own too, which is a, which is well written in my regard for that alone. It uh, arms you to play these guys well by reading this book. Like you, I got a depth of understanding mm-hmm. uh, from it. I'm very comfortable with that feel difficulties though it's a lot of dogma to be pouring into it especially a game where it's it seems very based on knowing a thing to land the the feel of it of a particular character like i i'm trying to picture somebody who doesn't know this book well Mm -hmm. decide to be part of the order of the lance and what that might look like like you could be a young aspirant you know it talks about in the beginning of the book right even in the story how you could be a pawn serving as a bodyguard Right, trying to figure it out. And as long as you behave well, you'll be considered. But the moment that changes, well, we may be looking for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And whatever happens to you, happens to you. Interesting. And I'm with it. Okay, yeah, I get it. Um, but what if you're a player? You're starting off with it. How would you guys feel if you didn't know what the Langsian Sanctum was to be a player in it? Would you feel comfortable with that character portrayal? Or do you feel that's something you would constantly need to ask because this book doesn't make it quite clear?
2: I think it's a combo of both. Um, and the reason I say that is because the first part is this book is so chock full. And like you said, it was a toolbox, which means that you get to choose your own adventure. If you're the ST, this is perfect for you to determine where, uh, what type of game you want to play. But if you're looking at it from a perspective of a new player, I could come in completely blind. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm walking in here. I decided to join because that other covenant's going to kill me. And if I didn't join up quickly, I need the Linkeia to like hold my back. I, I need to figure this out. What should I know? Uh, dude. Dear new neonate, you, you screwed up again, but why? Obviously, you didn't read. And then as you start teaching it, and uh, they're like, okay, I see. has said this. This was in the book. All right, got it. I didn't know this before. Um, but then you see the machinations kind of happen behind it. You could be a very studious person, right? And be like, I am all about this longest thing. Let's go ahead and read all of it. I need to know the, the canonical, you know the canonical steps. Here's what's in canon. Let me go ahead and use it. And I think that's where it comes into play. Um if only because it feels that way. It does feel like a toolbox. You get to choose how much of it you want to incorporate or not incorporate, and then you learn by the numbers at that point. To be honest as well, my, my, uh, my thought for any person coming into it, especially a new player, is jump into it because you wouldn't know. You don't know, right? You, you wouldn't know what happens when you do convert. Mm-hmm. I hope the amount of people that are just playing the game are playing from the perspective of either a convert or someone who's starting to get into it, but you never know the secrets because much like any cult or pyramid scheme, you don't know what the person above you does or doesn't know. And because of it, you control the information, and you're always trying to peek behind the veil to learn a little bit more. So you're you're completely fine not knowing, and then learning along the way.
1: Any anything you want to add there, Brennan? I was um well, I was trying to to like decipher the question at first, but I think DJ hit hit it on uh, hit it on its head. So I'll just repeat what he said. If you're a new player in in this, and you're you haven't read the book fully, you don't know it by heart. Still, still jump into it right because that's the only. The only way to really know something is is to do right. The The book, the core book might not go over everything in detail. It still gives you enough to to play through the game and you will enjoy. I have always enjoyed learning things in character as I play through it more than simply reading. So does that I can agree with yeah. that?
0: I can agree with that uh, to a to a thing, because there's a lot that you can go into to have. It. And like I said. A uh, book has positions and titles on what to do with it, like mm-hmm. like all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that they're all general and that we don't go over. And sometimes we go into it more than others, but I really feel this the, you, there's a lot lost in translation when you don't get uh, the Order of Religious Meets Vampire message hammering home. The typical I've seen of the, the Order of the Lance has been people playing themselves real quiet and timid with, with quiet smiles and then talk about having a—they they treat it as clan meetings, Right. We're all gonna meet up, go to confession after we hear the biblical thing and go to your confessions and everybody's done and they leave. And I was I've always been like, hmm, all right. Well, that doesn't put the fear of anything into me. It's like not necessarily fear. When you read about it, it's supposed to be people who get it. Not everybody there is at the level of understanding you've had in the church mm-hmm. for as long. Some people are first night parishioners and they're sitting there trying to figure it out, all are welcome because you know there will be a show. And that priest determines how well people will show up to the to the sermon as a word. Right. That has to be taken into consideration. So that's why shock and awe isn't the initial feel that you get from this book. But in reading it, we hope you don't get that Longinus was some hero, like, decried to do, you know, whatever, and suddenly he's this. It's He might as well have had 30 pieces of silver in his hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's an alternate version where vampires came from. Judas, right? 30 pieces of silver, betrayed Christ, and he got embraced. They've had that in horrifying. Uh-huh. And it's a, it's, it's a thing. And it's like, okay, this must be another film, another version of it yeah because it's uh by the way um life finds a way right <laughs> that's how that's how it's done that's how it's done that's how i feel about the vampire trope that he could just keep reinventing itself mm-hmm. what's the key unprovable legend start bram stoker stole the story of dracula from an actual vampire he met did he <laughs> uh, how are you gonna prove you to resurrect bram stoker and ask him to admit it right. you have no idea what's going on with that um is dracula romanian at all we heard he was turkish yeah we heard he was japanese yeah i heard dracula is a son of the dragon and he's level 50 (laughs) and that's on D. he's and his following rival tiamat uh that's it's all deep is it all wrong could be you make the decision right who's really gonna know that like what do you believe is what you believe in i feel this book captures that i went through all that not just to be funny but to go all right that's kind of a point same caveat tor, right like if you're gonna come somewhere we need you guilty we need you prepared to be alleviated of that guilt. And we need you to go out to do even more to swell our ranks with others who deserve to be here. And when you get that message so clearly defined, now you understand uh, where you're at. You're to the people who make living hells of the domains. Mm-hmm.
1: But not for you or other kindred, honestly. I, I
0: beg to differ. Really? Okay. I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out with people with a moment's notice. Look at that main story, right? Oh, Sally D. Sally B, excuse me, Solomon Burks doing his doing his dirt. Why somebody wouldn't join him?
1: Oh, someone joined him, right? If I'm remembering this right, it's just he was not uh, fully playing ball like he was supposed to. Solly, oh, oh yeah. what'd you call him, Sally B? Solly B, yeah. Solly, Solly B, Solly B, good yep. old Solly B. He wasn't uh, out just to make that guy's life a living hell. He was protecting his flock and also that guy's soul. You know, sometimes people got to learn a hard lesson if that involves you know stripping their back of flesh. Or uh, shoving cicadas uh, shells in their mouths.
0: And beetles and all that good stuff. What are you talking
1: about?
2: What am I talking about? Uh, Me? Our, our interesting, interesting prologue there. But uh, well, that's because we have to tie it into it. But it, it all comes down to, when you're taking a look at it from their perspective, and especially, I, I think one of the things that kind of just putting it all together, right? Solomon is espousing what every... Lenkeia should be doing it's a freedom to a certain degree as well knowing that you're evil and enjoying it and and just being it right so if i'm a parishioner and i'm taking a look at it and especially when that story is looking at it, it's like what are what are Lenkeia? are they timid are they just standing in the back is it just like all right well you know priest is done no what makes it exciting what makes it interesting is like you could be at that sermon and you're taking a look at someone and they're living their best life why because they, they're owning their their vampirism they're owning their requiem and that ends up becoming a reason to become like, okay, we could do this. And what are we doing about it? As the flock continues to grow, you could almost assume that they would be horrible in a domain, but it's not going to be the case. And the reason behind that is because they, need, they can't scare themselves away, otherwise they're going to get pushed out for screwing up the entire herd. They cultivate that herd. And that's another reason why they're stable wherever they are, is because they could easily get more people uh, to exist. They need food to slake your own thirst, and you need to be able to convert the right people. You can't just kill everyone, because the whole point is to make sure that you find the right diamonds in the in the rough. Get rid of the bad ones, turn them either into vampires, uh, because now they're tools, or keep the right ones around and show that you could, uh, you push forward, you know, the the nice, pious mortal right now that's missing three fingers, but he went back to his wife after he had done all the horrible things, that's one of the good ones. That That's that's my reward. That's that's my trophy. You saw what I did last week? That's awesome, isn't it? And then that just gets to prove uh, why they do what they do.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, that's a lot about, um, the order of the lands here good old lancia sanctum sanctum is it is lancia sanctum i've heard it pronounced several i
1: always times. call it lancia sanctum lancia et sanctum if you want to if you want to be specific i always heard latin had like the hard k so it wasn't caesar it was like kaiser or something but uh, uh who cares i'm just shaking my head at you. I, I like my caesar salads. so lancia lancia tomato tomato
0: this works <laughs> <laughs> this works, I appreciate it.
1: But what do we got next? Uh up next is the fancy ghouls book.
0: This has gotta be different. This book's thick. It has a lot of different things, uh themes to go through to it as well. Uh, I remember being uh this is a slow burn uh for me. Uh, I'm gonna go back through it and we're gonna we're gonna see what else I turn up. I even think I still marked down the questions I had it. Like I Ooh. legit before podcast or anything, I bought the book and sat down with like a quite a few questions I remember writing in my book. Uh, about this, just because it was like, hmm, to play a vampire, play a ghoul, which would be better in a world of darkness, considering the the freedoms mm-hmm. that are actually there, because it's more fleshed out. So we'll see it. We'll get to more of that next week, uh, fellas. I do appreciate it. I understand that uh, you care not that I am in Sweden right now.
1: That's not true. But uh, that's not true. I am. Um, we love you. A, it, is,
0: it is a distance. Joyous. Uh, a little weird for that. Um, but we'll pick up next time. And of course, you two have a lovely. Lovely night for you? Yes. So, yep. yeah. It's not it a okay. morning
2: for you, but uh. good morning, good night, folks. Yep. Good night. <laughs> everyone. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to our 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade podcast. If you liked what you heard, please reach out and let us know on Twitter at 25 Years of VTM, at our email info at 25yearsvtm.com, on Facebook at slash 25yearsvtm or on our website, www.25yearsvtm.com. If you would like to support us, we can be found at patreon.com slash 25 years of Vampire the Masquerade.